I welcome you to this moment around God's Word and prayer. We're beginning week two of a 40-week journey through the entire Bible. We're following the Assemblies of God Bible Engagement Program, specifically their Listen curriculum, 40 units, through all of the major themes, through the entire storyline of the Bible. And we're beginning, and we'll be spending all week in Genesis chapter 3. And it really merits all week because the entire Bible hinges on Genesis 3. In fact, without Genesis 3, it would be nearly impossible to understand how there could be a loving and gracious God on one hand, and yet evil and suffering in the world. Genesis 3 is the perspective giver for us. It's what frames the whole way we understand all that we see and experience in the world. And unfortunately, it's a tragic book. Up to this point, God has been creating uh, this beautiful world, this universe, this beautiful earth that we live on, and Adam and Eve, and, and all of the life that fills planet Earth. And now we're told, we're introduced to another one of the animals in verse 1 of chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Uh, I think most people I know hate snakes, and this is going to be a snake that is, that is the animal of choice to personify Satan himself, the great serpent he's called. We will be introduced to the great serpent again in Revelation 12, the last book of the Bible, where, where the, the great, he's called the great serpent, pictured as a seven-headed dragon, and there we see a recounting of the Christmas story from God's perspective. From our perspective, the Christmas story is Mary and Joseph, the baby Jesus, a manger, shepherds, wise men, camels, sheep. But from heaven's perspective, the Christmas story is given to us in Revelation 12 as this great serpent as a seven-headed dragon trying to devour Mary and destroy the baby Jesus. We know that he animated King Herod to kill baby baby boys in Bethlehem. And he's identified as the great serpent that was right here in Genesis chapter 3. This is our introduction to the devil, and it's our introduction to what is still to this day is Satan's come on line to every one of us. Because there in verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1, it said, This serpent said to the woman, Did God really say? Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? And that is the come online that he's still seducing people all over our world with. Planting that doubt in our minds. Did God really say? Did God really say that we can't love him and love the world? Did God really say that we should live holy lives versus what I feel like doing? I mean, did God really say I can't have what I want? Did God really say that he'd take care of me? Did God really say that he keeps his promises to me? This is Satan's come online to plant the seeds of doubt in our hearts. And as we come to the very beginning of Genesis 3 in Jesus' name, we renounce that lie in our lives and, 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 and we, we, we want to be guarded against it. It put Eve on the defensive though. In the next verse, verse 2, the woman said back to the serpent, well... Um, here's, here's what God did say. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but, but he also said you must not eat 
fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. This is what Satan's trying to question. Did God really say you'll die? Did God really say that? This tree, of course, was, we know from the previous chapter, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Not intellectual knowledge, but experiential knowledge. You see, we were created in the image of God. And uh, as a result, who God created us to be is totally incompatible with the experiential knowledge of evil. But that's exactly, in all of its life-deforming, deadly consequences, that's exactly where Satan wants us to head. And so he plants the seed of doubt. Did God really say? You know, he's still doing that in our lives today. And I want to pray with you that somehow we'll have victory over that lie. Those seeds of doubts that just get planted when the devil comes and makes us question what God said to us, makes us question God's word, makes us question his reality, makes us question his promises to us, and makes us question the boundaries of moral living that God's put around us. Did God really say? So will you pray with me? Our Father, we thank you that you did say. I thank you you have spoken to us clearly, and we renounce the lives of the enemy wherever we're being set up for destruction and death in our lives by questioning what you've said. We, we come back to your truth. You who created us, we pray that you will fill us with truth. We pray, O oh God, wherever the seeds of doubt have been planted in our lives by the evil one, we pray that today will be a day of cleansing and that your spirit will animate the truth of your word in our lives today. Help us to live victoriously. Help us to love the truth and help us to listen not to the lie, but to listen to your word and your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. 